Hey there, and welcome to the Full-Time Facialist Podcast, where we teach solo estheticians how to earn a full-time income from their skincare services. I'm your host, Christine Smith, and today I'll be talking about something that I've never really heard mentioned, but something that I really believe are some of the reasons that clients don't come back. I'll be talking about the top five things that clients notice during a facial. These are things that we as estheticians get judged on during a facial without even realizing it. But because they can cause our clients to quiet quit us, I wanted to bring awareness in hopes that you are able to make any needed adjustments before you lose any more clients, if you've lost any. I'll also be giving you some tips for making corrections that add value to your services with your clients. Now, if you're still in the process of trying to create your facials, then be sure to grab your free copy of our fabulous five-star facials cheat sheet today. The link is going to be in the description box. If you already have your cheat sheet and you're ready to learn those top five things that your clients may be noticing during their facials with you, then stay tuned for more. I used to trade facials with other estheticians, but I no longer do that. In fact, I haven't done it in many, many, many years. I stopped doing it for two reasons. Number one, because I started becoming too booked out with my regular clients. And number two, I got tired of giving my hundred plus dollar facials away in return for some really not so great facial experiences. When I would get a facial from another esthetician, I noticed that there were little things that made me not want to go back to them again. After a while, I started to wonder if some of those reasons might be why they weren't booked solid. I began to ask new clients that started to come see me, clients that had left their other estheticians, I began to ask them why they had left their other esthetician. And guess what? Some of these clients noticed some of the same things that I had been noticing. So I decided to go ahead and share the top five of those things today. Before we move on though, I want to be really clear about something. First impressions are extremely important when we're building our clientele, but especially more so during a recession. We live in a very busy and noisy world where countless products and services are always vying for our clients' attention. But when money is tight, we can expect that our clients are going to have to reevaluate whether their money is still best spent with us. During a down economy, people are choosing to only spend money on products and services that consistently deliver outstanding value and quality. This means that your clients are having to make quick decisions on who they want to spend their time and money with. And when presented with cheaper options, they're judging us on even the smallest of things. Just because a client is laying on your facial bed for a facial doesn't mean that they've stopped judging whether you're the best possible way for them to spend their time and money. So taking the five things that we'll be talking about today will help you to consistently add value to every facial that you do and hopefully help keep your clients coming back month after month. Now jumping into the very first thing that your clients notice during a facial and that's your confidence level. I'm going to be real honest here for a minute and if you're easily offended then you might want to leave right now because I will not be apologizing for what I have to say. For those of you that are still here, I just need to remind you that no one needs your facials to live. As estheticians, we love what we do, and being able to make a living doing facials is amazing. 
But at the end of the day, our facials are not life and death for our clients. They're luxury services that people enjoy, but no one wants to spend their hard-earned money with someone that they don't feel is capable of solving their skin issues. This message is especially for all of the aesthetic students and the new estheticians that want to go solo right after graduating school. You need to understand that your level of confidence can be felt throughout your touch, it can be heard in your voice and in the way that you speak, it can also be felt by your energy. People can tell when you're new and when you don't know what you're doing. So I want to give you some tips for building your confidence and your experience pretty quickly. Number one, you're going to want to start with one service and you're going to want to master it. The fact that you're listening to this episode tells me that you've already chosen to start with facials and master that, but that's not enough. I also want you to start with one facial and practice, practice, practice. I can't tell you how many times I've seen estheticians doing every single service and every single type of skincare treatment under the sun. They're not only doing facials, but they're doing body waxing, sugaring, body treatments, makeup services, brow extensions and tattooing, lash extensions. I mean, they are running the full gamut. They're even doing teeth whitening. Here's the deal, especially in a down economy, no one wants a jack of all trades. People want to spend money with someone that knows exactly what they're talking about. And those are people that are usually specializing in an area. This does not mean that you can't do other types of services, but what it means is you should not be adding other type of services onto your facial menu or your spa menu until you've mastered one that you can become famous for. Same thing with your facials. There are so many different protocols, so many different product lines, so many different ways of doing facials. When I first went solo, I created one facial. I had several, but I created one facial in particular because I saw that people really wanted extractions and I became really great at that deep pore cleansing facial. I got so good at it, other estheticians started asking me what my process was. I was able to soften and jellify everything in the pores so it made extractions almost painless and super simple. I got so good at it that I became known for being a person that could purge the pores. After I became famous for that, I then started going into working with menopausal skin, and then working with sun damaged skin. This brings me to the next thing. Reread your textbook and start studying other skin health books. One of the ways to really build your expertise and your confidence is to make sure you're consistently learning new things. So many estheticians graduate from school and think that they're done learning, but that's not true. You should be increasing your learning, taking courses, reading books, reading magazine articles, going to conferences. You never want to stop learning. That's one of the things that helps you to become confident in your field. And then lastly, another way that you can be more confident, have a prepared answer for when you don't know something. I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone try to make something up or sit there and you ask them a question and they go, um, well, uh, that is the fastest way for someone to lose confidence in you. Instead, you need to have an answer ready. When someone comes in with a skin issue that you've never seen before, or they have a question that you really don't have an answer for, you need to be prepared to say something along the lines of, hey, that's a great question. 
I haven't run across that before, but you know what? Why don't you go ahead and give me a day or two and I'll go ahead and do some research on it for you. How does that sound? Doesn't that sound amazing? If you were to go to someone, a professional, and ask them a question and they didn't know the answer, wouldn't that sound better than, um, well, I mean, I guess. All right, the next thing that clients notice during a facial is, I hate to say it, but your breath and your body odor. Now, this is a no-brainer. We all know that we should be showering. We all know that we need to brush our teeth. We all know that we need to have fresh breath. But I can't tell you how many times I've had a massage or a facial from someone that just stank. And stank for lots of reasons. So I want to talk about this a little bit because sometimes we're not even aware of how we smell. So I want to give you some things that will help you to be a little bit more professional or at least that you can keep in the back of your head and ask yourself. Number one, keep breath mints with you at work. I've met so many estheticians that don't keep mints at the office. Keep a whole treasure trove of mints or gum at your office. Better yet, keep a toothbrush and some toothpaste at your office. And if you need to, brush in between your clients. Secondly, make sure you're showering every single day. I know for some of you guys, you're like, you don't need to tell me that, I already know that. But you would be surprised at how many people don't shower every single day and they don't realize that their body odor, which is very normal to them, is very different to other people. Also too, I know a lot of smokers out there and I hate to say it, but you can't smell yourself. Cigarette smoke starts to burn off something in the nostrils. And so you're not able to smell the smoke as well as other people that don't smoke can smell it. I have to tell you, I've got a few friends that smoke and when I'm around them, I have a headache within half an hour of spending time with them. And then oftentimes too, smokers know that they might smell like smoke, so they'll overdo it on the perfume. Listen, if you're a smoker, I highly encourage you to work on quitting. Number one, for health reasons. Number two, to help your skin look even more amazing. But number three, because it's just not a great habit to have and it can help to ruin your business. One of the things you can do though, while you're trying to quit smoking or if you've just chosen to continue smoking, start wearing a smoking smock or an outfit, some kind of jacket or shirt or covering that when you go out and smoke, you smoke in that and then when you go back inside, you remove that. It won't completely take all the smell away, but it'll help cut down. And then lastly, this may sound like a no-brainer, but make sure that you're washing your clothes. If you are wearing scrubs or if you're wearing a uniform, either wash that every single evening or buy several pairs of outfits like I do. All right, moving on to the third thing that clients notice, and that is how much product that you use. Now, a lot of times we don't think about that as an esthetician, we're just doing the facial, but the client can feel everything that we're doing. And I can't tell you how many times I've had a facial where the esthetician really didn't use very much mask or they were hitting the bottom of the bottle trying to get the last bit of cleanser out. Listen, generosity is felt through the application of your product. When you are not using enough product to go over the whole face, to go over the neck and the decollete, the client notices that and they feel like you have less than. And when someone is paying good money for a service with you, and they start to feel like you don't have enough, 
then it undercuts the value of that service. And they begin to judge you on that. So make sure that you're using a good amount of product. When you're cleansing the skin, the client should not feel your hand rubbing against the skin. They should always feel product in between. One of the ways that you can help is by making sure that you're using brushes instead of your fingers for most of the facial. Now there's going to be times where you have to use your facial or your fingers to apply moisturizer and different things like that. But when you're applying, let's say like chemical peel or an enzyme or a facial mask, even sometimes a serum, I'm telling you it adds so much value when you use a cosmetic brush. It feels more luxurious. It just feels amazing. The product goes on a little smoother. I'm telling you, try it if you haven't been doing it. It's going to change the way people look at your services. Lastly, only use professional products. There is nothing that is going to cut down your level of expertise and credibility in the mind of a client faster than when they see that you're using products that they can run to the store and get. They start to question why they're spending so much money with you and why they're not doing it on themselves at home. Now, if you're in a pinch and you've ordered some products and they're not in yet and you're having an emergency, you need some eye makeup remover and you have to go to the store, then by all means, go do what you have to do. But make sure when your clients are coming in, those products are hidden. Do not let people that are paying for a professional service come into your spa room and see products that they can purchase at the store. One of the things we want to do is present an air of professionalism. And that's one of the best ways you can do that. Use professional products. All right. The fourth thing that our clients notice is whether we are rushing or not. Your clients not only know when you don't know what you're doing, but they know when you're just trying to hurry up and get through the service. Some of the best tips I can give you for not rushing through a service is number one, create fixed theme facials. Now a fixed theme facial is a facial that from the beginning of the facial all the way to the end of the facial, all of the products have already been determined, the amount of time has been determined, the steps have been determined. So you could have 30 people get this one facial, let's call it the hydrating facial. 30 people can get a fixed theme hydrating facial and no matter if they have oily skin, dry skin, mature skin, whatever, all 30 people will get the exact same facial using the exact same products in the exact same amount of time using the exact same steps in the exact same order. This is one of the best ways to guarantee that you are staying on time when you're doing a facial. It also helps you to be very consistent. So if someone comes in for that hydrating fixed theme facial on a Monday and they come back two months later on a Friday, it's going to feel the exact same. And consistency is so good with building your business and building your credibility. So make sure that if you need help, not rushing, or even if you're going over your facials too much, start creating fixed theme facials. You can also create facial cards that show your steps. Every time I create a new facial, I always create a facial step that lays out the steps and the products that I need to use. And I put that right on the edge of the facial bed as I'm doing the facial until I have memorized every single step and every single product. You can also keep yourself from rushing or going over the facial by creating a process for your steps. So for instance, during the cleansing portion of every single facial, 
it's pretty much the exact same amount of time using the exact same steps, the exact same flow of my hands, the exact same everything. When I do my extractions, I do it the exact same way, using the exact same products, using the exact same flow of motions, except for with my deep pore cleansing facial, which is all about extractions, and I do extra steps there. But that is the only facial where it has its own process for that system of extractions. Same thing with my masking and my massage. I do the exact same massage except for certain facials where I have a different massage technique. Creating a process for your steps is going to help you to always stay on time. And I'm telling you, this is going to help add value to your appointments with your clients. All right, lastly, we come to the fifth thing that clients notice during a facial, and that is going to be your energy and your passion. Guys, listen, there are a lot of introverted people out there. I'm an introverted person, but let me just say something really quick. If you are introverted, you are not going to make it in this business unless you are able to get over your fears and start talking to people and building a relationship with people. If that's hard for you, guess what? There's hope. There are so many books and so many podcasts and so many YouTube videos that you can watch that'll help you to get outside of yourself and to focus more on the other person. If you want to grow your business, you have to be able to be a people person, even if it's just for a short amount of time and then you go hide away afterwards and cry in the corner. It's okay, but you're going to have to market yourself. You're going to have to build relationships with people. And your energy level, your personality, and your passion for the field, people notice that. And they will make judgments on whether they'll do business with you based on how they perceive your energy, your passion, and your personality to be. Also, too, one of the ways to really keep your energy up and to really keep yourself looking fresh and being attractable to the people that you want to come in and get facials with you, do some exercise, have a good diet. Look, I'm saying this from personal experience. I used to eat whatever I wanted to. I didn't exercise, didn't do anything, didn't worry about my health because I was always skinny. Then I started gaining weight. And then I started noticing how I felt. I had less energy. I had less stamina. I just had less of everything. I had more brain fog. I had more of a upset stomach. I just had so many problems. I even started having joint issues in my knee. I started intermittent fasting, I stopped drinking soda, I started walking on the treadmill in the mornings, I started losing lots of weight, and I have to tell you, I feel so much better now that I've begun to invest in my health and in my fitness. And it has changed my energy levels. It's also changed my passion for what I do. So if you are in a place where your energy is low and you're tired all the time and you don't have stamina and you don't have energy, start looking at your diet. Start looking at how much you move. Start looking at your environment. Start looking at ways that you can change yourself and change your body so that you can have more energy, so that you can be more attractable to the people that you want coming into your business and having services with you. All right, there you have it. Those are the five things that clients notice during a facial with you. I really hope you learned something today that'll be useful in helping you to grow your skincare practice. Thanks for spending time with me today, and don't forget to grab your fabulous five-star facials cheat sheet if you haven't already. Take care, and I'll see you soon.